Sky Caramba for the week of December 5th through 11th, 2021. This week, Sagittarius sets as darkness falls. You'll see a thin crescent moon in the constellation on Sunday evening. The next night, the crescent is a little thicker, and the moon passes by Venus. It keeps going, passing by Saturn on Tuesday and Jupiter on Wednesday. Venus is slowing down its eastward progress east of Sagittarius this week. Saturn continues eastward in Capricornus, and Jupiter is approaching Aquarius, also going eastward. The moon will be at its farthest south on Monday, and it's at first quarter on Friday. Mars is just below the Libra diamond rising in the morning. Comet Leonard is mostly a morning object. Its position in the sky makes it set a little after sunset, but rise sometime before the sun. It's getting closer to Earth, so maybe it's getting brighter too. That'll make it easier to find as it passes north of the orange star Arcturus on Monday. The comet is less than 25 million miles away by Saturday, between 35 and 40 million kilometers. While it's easier to see in the morning because it's higher, don't be discouraged from looking for it in the evening if you have a clear enough horizon. I've seen comets in the twilight with a telescope. I talked about Comet Leonard last week. Listen to that podcast if you haven't already to find out more. The constellation Gemini rises in mid-evening, and the Geminid meteor shower peaks next week. It has a broad peak of around a month, so you should already see some meteors this week. And you could see more this week than next, because as the moon gets closer to full, it brightens up the sky and keeps us from seeing the dimmer meteors. Geminids are slow meteors and can be colorful. They're linked to an asteroid named 3200 Phaethon, after the son of the Greek sun god Helios, the asteroid passes closer to the sun than most. It was discovered in 1983 with imagery from a satellite that captured infrared information. Until then, astronomers considered all meteor showers to be the products of comet dust. But it became clear almost immediately that 3200 Phaethon's orbit coincides with Earth's passage through the Geminid meteors. The astronomers weren't sure, though, how an asteroid could leave dust behind. The most widely accepted idea these days is that the asteroid is what's left of a comet that lost all of its dust. An inert, rocky, one-time core still orbits the sun, while the old dust trails linger in space. That idea doesn't satisfy everybody. Geminid meteors are very dense compared to others, and the colors they produce suggest the particles contain a lot more metal than comet dust would. There are other ideas that Phaethon, whatever it is, is actually still active. In 2009, UCLA researchers David Jewett and Jing Li found that Phaethon doubled in brightness when it went close to the sun. They proposed that clay-like minerals on the surface heat up and escape as particles. An idea that came up earlier this year is that sodium in Phaethon's core heats up when the asteroid is close to the sun. Scientist Joe Massiero and his team of asteroid analysts at Caltech think the heated sodium fizzes its way into cracks inside Phaethon and stresses the rocky material 
in a way that makes pebbles crack off. In 2006, Japanese scientists Toshihiro Kasuga, Junichi Watanabe, and Mikiya Sato proposed sending a spacecraft to Phaethon to crash into it. They want to knock pieces off of it to study them spectroscopically, as was done to Comet Temple 1 in 2005. People living in our near future would find out what Phaethon is made of, and people living two centuries from now would get a fringe benefit. The scientists calculated that if an impact could be arranged to happen in 2022, the dust knocked off of Phaethon would cause spectacular meteor showers starting in 2218. Well, no such mission has been assembled. The only mission that is headed to an asteroid for the purpose of crashing into it was just launched a few weeks ago. And the purpose is to see if it can be nudged just a little bit in its orbit in case that's ever necessary to try to protect Earth from a direct impact by an asteroid. And the asteroid they're going to aim that spacecraft at is not Phaethon. In November, I gave an astronomy talk to the Dayton Bluffs Nature Preserve Group in Ottawa, Illinois. It was a delight to show people Jupiter, Saturn, and the Moon in a telescope. Thank you, Dave Manigold, for inviting me. The delight in people's voices when they see Saturn's rings or Jupiter's moons for the first time never gets old. One subject I talked about was how the night sky is endangered. Everywhere around me, people who want to light up their porch steps or backyards think nothing about the kind of light fixtures they use. They end up lighting up the treetops other people's yards, and the sky. Besides ruining astronomy, that wastes a lot of energy, and sometimes it makes things more dangerous. Somewhat like when an oncoming driver has bright lights on and you can't see so well, you'd have trouble seeing what's going on at your neighbor's house in the middle of the night if you hear a noise, look out your window, and a bright light hits your eyes. When you install outdoor lighting, make sure the fixtures are shielded so the light goes only where it does good. Set a good example and ask your friends and neighbors to do the same. Sky Caramba. <laughs>